good. Mm. Shotgun a beer before these. Oh boy. Sounds like a Tuesday, am I right? Okay. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Big One Podcast. I'm your boy, New Guy, and sitting across the virtual table from me is B-Boy and Baby G. What's up, dudes? Yeah, long time, no listen. Glad to be back on. Yeah, welcome. Welcome back. And uh, I'd also like to welcome me back. And I would also <laughs> like to welcome back all the fans out there. Uh, how's it going, fans? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're doing pretty that's, good. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. Uh, been some good, uh, good racing since we've been away. I know that we've all been sort of busy uh, in our lives and uh, doing things other than recording podcasts, which I know for longtime listeners is sort of hard to believe. Uh, that yeah, we would geez. stop recording podcasts in the middle of the season. That is, I mean, it's really out of character <laughs> for us. So I would like to just apologize for breaking that consistency that we've maintained over the past few years. What have you been up yeah. to, B-Boy? It's not like that hasn't happened this year already once. <laughs> no, um, that, no, yeah, um, we care uh, about yeah, what's, yeah, for sure. Uh, what's going on? Um, well, I think when we stopped recording, I had yet to, I had just moved some of my stuff to Portland, Oregon. And then I, I was heading to Chicago, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I actually hung out with you, I believe, that, That's true. that weekend. And then, yeah, and then we just stopped. Every time we hang out, we stop recording. Yeah. I don't know what it is. We were um, talking about yeah. recording multiple times. We discussed recording this multiple times in person. It's basically only when we go to Vegas and we have downtime in the hotel room. Yeah, true. Yeah, and even then, we were late. Yeah. And and this time we had all three of us actually because we we were actually there for a bachelor party. We had all four of um, us. If all, four, all four of us technically, yeah, that have been on this podcast. So, um, yeah. So since then, yeah, I moved to Portland permanently. Um, I've kind of traveled a little bit, but uh, slowly unpacking things. And uh, yeah, I'm out here on the West Coast now. So nice. Pretty Are you Portland or Vancouver? Um, technically, I'm Vancouver, which okay. it's not Vancouver, Canada. It's across the river from Portland, Oregon. I'm actually even more technically Camas, Washington, which is east of Vancouver. Oh, but, and um, yeah, what's but, your street address? Um, that I will not be about. <laughs> also going to be the I last four of your social <laughs> and your C- CVV yeah. on your credit card. <laughs> you know, uh, Washington just got that stuff just so I can get an ID. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Nice. How about you, baby G? What have you been up to? Man, I've been up to quite a bit. It's It's been a bit of a whirlwind summer in the Midwest. you got to take advantage when you can. So a lot of music festivals, a lot of street festivals. Love it. Bat- bachelor party for my brother, some work travel, a um, mm. whole lot of pool time at one of my friend's uh, backyards. So yeah, I will been admit I've been summer. jealous of that pool. That looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, nice little in-ground pool, little gazebo, yeah. busted Love out the it. NASCAR koozie to get in the photo I sent you guys. So mm. yeah, well, I hope you're looking at the koozie that I'm using currently, my friend. Oh, it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. also NASCAR. Um, nice, wonderful, good to hear. Uh, I've been. Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, I was gonna say, did not ask, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Traveling around. Uh, been doing. Honestly, so dang busy. I've been like nonstop traveling around. Uh, I went up to Seattle, met my niece. Isn't that fun? I'm gonna be moving to Seattle in a few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just living, living the dream, living the mm-hmm. Midwest dream. And soon enough, B boy, I'll be joining you in that Pacific Northwest dream. It's, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be cloudy but great. Cloudy, rainy, and great. Yep. This uh, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by clouds. Will it rain? Will it not? Pacific Northwest doesn't know. It's true. And neither do any of us. Uh, I'm really <laughs> psyched that we got Clouds as a sponsor. I think that they've been really doing a lot for humanity and the world in general. And they need they need the kind of media attention that we provide. So Yeah, but really you know what? They've us. gotten way too much NASCAR media attention. I swear, like, every race since NBC has taken Ooh. over has had rain affect it, either qualifying or practice. Or the race itself, including Very this weekend. Very so. true. I mean, I'm going to, in fact, just jump ahead a little bit in the schedule and say that this Daytona rain, uh, seeing Austin Dillon 
be really stressed out for a few hours uh, was really one of the highlights of my Sunday. Or was it a Sunday? Yeah. You know, it was Sunday. Yeah, it was supposed to be a Saturday night race, but they pushed it to Sunday. That's right. If it if it had been if that was what his USA TV show is, oh. I would watch it. You yeah. know, oh, what a treat that would be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to to kind of jump back in the order, and we'll we'll save the Daytona recap for a second. Let's recap kind of the summer, the late summer of the NASCAR window. Um, first and foremost, sixteen fucking winners, y'all. We're about to start the playoffs, but there were sixteen different winners this I'm year. Pretty of sure races. I called it right on the damn nose. I, I think, think I said it, that we yeah. were going to get these damn 16 winners and ding dang. And if we didn't ding dang done, going to get them, uh, Dunn got everyone. And somehow as well, my sweet baby boy, Brian Blaney made it through, which is yeah, hard to believe well, because he's not in that category of 16 winners. Yeah. W- Worth qualifying. He made it through on driver's points, but yeah. not owner's championship. So the, he's not competing for the owner's championship. Whoa. The 45 team is, which... Fascinating. Silly season, crazy shit going on in yeah. the playoffs. Bubba Wallace will drive the 45 car for the remaining 10 races of the season to take over that chance for the owner's championship for 23-11 racing, since Kurt will not be competing. Whoa, I did not know that. That's bonkers. Yes, yeah, so it's weird. Uh, it's the craziness. This is, this is one of the few times, I think this has happened one other time, um, since the playoff uh, format started, that there has been a difference in the owners and drivers' playoff teams. Um, it was another injury-related uh, uh, reasoning. Because basically, for those that don't know, drivers' points are just for drivers that compete in a race. So if you start a race and you run a lap, you get the points for that race, you know, regardless of if someone takes over for the rest of the race. Mm-hmm. For owners' points, it's whatever the number is on the car, those are the points that get assigned to, 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 that, to that car. So specifically for teams like Colleg, who have the one car that, that, that is driven by Noah Gragson and A.J. Allmendinger and that changes the driver, they could compete for the owner's championship just as well as anyone else, um, even though they change drivers every race. That's straight up bonkers. I, yeah. I, like, I always forget the owner's championship is a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's worth, <laughs> money-wise, it's monetarily, it's worth the same, which is crazy. That's yeah. bizarre, well, yeah. Um, I guess like, manufacturers championship happens as well. That's the third type that gets thrown out there, and uh, Chevy's like way in, in the lead for that one right now. Yeah, that's a weird one. That's a weird one. I guess. Um, I guess we never really hear about the owners' championship too much, just because, like you said, it really. It's the same normally. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, come up. It's well. interesting. Exactly. Like it's weird. Like if you <laughs> if you had a winning driver, like someone that is good enough to 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 win you a race or get you in the playoffs. Why wouldn't you have them in the car all season? Like, it's just super weird for that to, to not happen kind of thing. And then, like, last year uh, was another instance of this where, like, A.J. Allmendinger did win a race, but he's he drives full-time for Xfinity. So his win accounted for the owner's championship and not for the driver's championship. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, 16 winners. But I, I think even more, this is, I think, where the stack gets a little crazier, is 19 winners if you include the two Daytona uh, qualifying races in the all-star race in which Blaney did win. Oh yeah. Um nine, 19 winners which there's nice. there's only 36 teams showing up every week. That means over half won something this year. That's nuts. That's ludicrous. That yeah. like yeah. That's wild. I don't know what I'm curious y'all's opinions on it. I know my, what mine is on this question, but do y'all think that this is like do you think this is a sign of randomness or a sign of the opportunity for drivers to like show their skills or whatever? I think part of it's got to be the next gen car, right? I mean, it's cheaper mm-hmm. to get in, so you've got new teams entering the races, and then teams are just still trying to figure out this car, how to set it for up on sure. every track as well. So some teams may figure out a certain track and, and not others. So you're just getting more, you know, more guys up on the front in the mix every week. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely chaos introduced by the new spec. I'm just wondering whether y'all think that that chaos is sort of like, if if this wide variety of winning is indicative of like the playing field being more level in such a way that the levelness leads to random wins or the levelness leads to people being able to earn, like a wider set of people being able to earn wins. I, I think I would generally think it's the latter um that like there's there's 
there's more opportunity for low, like smaller teams to win. But also there's there's another factor here, which is just there's a lot more money in the sport right now than there has really been ever, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and just in terms of the amount of new teams that are competing at a high level immediately because they're putting in that money. You know, they're not they're not just coming in and being complacent with with bad finishes or, or, you know, running around 25th to 30th every week. So I think that's a big part of it. I also don't believe and I and I used to say this all the time when we had the big three and all this other stuff. I don't believe there's just three drivers that are that much better than everyone else. I think it's those three teams had some kind of competitive advantage that made them those drivers that much better. Now, I do think there is an elite tier of drivers. I'm not trying to say that. But that elite tier of drivers, they all won and made it into the playoffs. And then everyone else found opportunities on road courses, on short tracks, on the different tracks that we go to. So everything's culminating. NASCAR doing changes to the schedule, um, to the competitiveness, the win and in. People are trying more things. The racing's more hectic and more uh, or less gentlemanly than ever. I think all of it just adds up to, yeah, 16 winners. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's a sign of a really, I think it's a very, very, very healthy sign in the sport. And I think that, yeah, dude, like, there were very few, like, none of these wins were, none of the wins that I saw, at least, were someone lucking out. It it was almost exclusively, like, earning it. And I, and I think, mm-hmm. yeah, resetting things and sort of leveling the playing field and taking away that competitive manufacturer or, or team advantage that, teams are able to accumulate over the years i think is a really uh it, it fucking rules all these races yeah. have been good and it's never really felt bullshitty that someone has won and yeah this is really this is what we're here for yeah let's uh let's take a second to jump to something that kind of goes right alongside of this which is denny at pocono it was denny and kyle bush finishing one two and getting disqualified for really it was the first time Honestly, in NASCAR history and definitely in modern history, that that has happened, that a win has been disqualified and given to another person. Denny went home with the trophy, but uh, I I think Chase said he didn't want it, so I don't know what the hell happened to it. Um, But yeah, definitely super weird. And it was for the most minuscule thing ever. It was like tape that was used to hold on. um, Yeah, it was uh, like two thousandths of an inch. Yeah, it was, and it was nothing. It wasn't oh, a covering up an opening or anything. It was it honestly could not have mattered. There's zero chance that that really did anything. Um, but that's what NASCAR created with this new next gen car. They said we're manufacturing the pieces. All of these 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 uh, companies that you're going to deal with are going to make these pieces. You cannot change them. You put them on the car. You race the car. Yeah, and that's it. And, and I think that honestly, this is stock car racing. That's what it's supposed to be. And I think that's it's worked. It's, it's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel around that uh, disqualification, baby G? I didn't really hear about it until I started seeing on Twitter when it's like, hey, I still mm-hmm. got the trophy. And like like you said, B-Boy, uh, <laughs> like the other guy doesn't care at all. Um, so I didn't I didn't catch much of, the, much of the racing action that week. But, I mean, I think that's awesome that it's like stay within the rules of what the car is. You know, the yeah. parts of the parts. Whatever advantage you're trying to get, whether it was, you know, intentional or a mistake on this one, I, I'm not sure. But, you know, the rules are the rules. And if you're, and if you're not going to follow them, you're going to modify the parts, then NASCAR laid down hurt. the law that, hey, we're taking a win away. And I think some teams were probably like, okay, they are not kidding about this. So, yeah, I mean, you look at what happened to Brad Kay to like was early in the season, actually. And, and he, he got hit with a P1. And I mean, he was negative playoff points. Oh, that's Even right. If he yeah. had oh, one dang. to get in, he would have been negative playoff points yeah. in, in the playoffs. So, like, it made it basically impossible for him to really make the playoffs or go anywhere in the playoffs. They're they're really laying down the law, and I and I'm all here for it. So yeah, yeah, I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of transitions, because that happened at Pocono, also the same weekend, Kurt Busch crash in qualifying, backed yeah. it into the wall in what was appeared to be not that bad of a hit, but got a concussion and he's been missing ever since. Mm-hmm. Well, not mm-hmm. missing, mm-hmm. but you know, missing races. Yeah, man, that sucks i love kurt yeah he's such yeah, a same. good man yeah he's just really become one of my favorite drivers out on the track and it is yeah. it's a damn shame to consider the possibility that he might retire earlier than expected but i think after seeing how he was like how good he is on tv uh i really hope that he gets some sort of media role because like he he really he knows how to talk he he knows how to have such a pleasant demeanor 
Uh, he knows how to be friendly, as you're well aware, uh, Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Bottom up here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a, I mean, he's a great ambassador for the sport. Um, and it's just crazy if you look at his journey, how many race teams he's raced with, how he went from hothead, you know, guy that thought he was too good for everyone else, punching reporters and shit, got mm-hmm. dropped to the, the lowest mm-hmm. of the lows racing teams and, and worked his way back. I mean, and the amount of race teams, especially in the second half of his career, that he has made dramatically better by just being there. Yeah. He, if he doesn't get a media role, because he might, but I honestly think he's much better served somewhere with a team and just making them better. I think he understands how to do that from a non-driving perspective as well yeah. and could be super valuable from that perspective. I would love to see him, you know, Tyler Reddick potentially move over early to the to the 45 car and then see him retained in some capacity at 2311 Racing to make that team as competitive as possible. And being a good mentor for Reddick and Bubba Wallace would be awesome. So do you think he would move, or rather, do you think that uh, Reddick would take the 45 car or Ty Gibbs would? Um, I think Ty Gibbs is only there as like a seat filler. Um, and Because Ty, Ty Gibbs literally had never sat in a cup car until that weekend at Pocono. When they put him in there, they were, like, teaching him, like, where the buttons were and, like, right. how to do things, you know? Like, he yeah. he never sat in one. They definitely did not expect to have him in a car <laughs> this soon or this long. Yeah. That said, Ty's ready. I mean, Ty's there. Like, he can definitely be in a cup car. And every year that he's not, the, the, the difference between the truck, the Xfinity, and the cup, all the three series are so different, mm-hmm. so different to drive. That you're getting no experience really driving an Xfinity car that's going to translate well to the cup car now. So he really is ready and should be in a cup car. That said, he's either probably going to fill in for the 45 next year if, if, if you know, uh, Tyler Reddick stays with RCR. Or if Kyle Busch ends up going anywhere else, which we can, we can speak for hours about all the rumors that have happened over the summer on him. But if he goes somewhere else, then I think Ty Gibbs just jumps into the 18, so... Yeah, yeah. Well, oh. oh, it'll be interesting to see. I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then there's also the possibility that Kurt might or j- he might just stick around. I would, I would love that. Like, it's this is one of those things. This happened to Dale Junior, right? And like, I hate it when a person does get injured, but it seems to always happen in their like second to last year. Like, they're willing to come back and give it one more go. And I, you know, Ryan Newman was pretty similar on this as well. I think that's that's good. I think Kurt deserves one more year. And so, I mean, if he can come back and he feels healthy enough, that's it. I don't know, uh, you know, and I hate to speak for him or speculate here, but I don't know how much he, he wants to. And and maybe if he does come back, maybe he just races the races that he wants to race. I, yeah. I just don't know if he, like, needs to do a full season or he feels compelled to. So, Ooh. we'll see. Okay, this is an idea, and I'm also going to use this to transition over to another topic. All right. Which is that there's the friggin' Project 91 car yeah. uh, that yeah. uh, Kimi Raikkonen, the Iceman from Formula <laughs> One fame, uh, raced in. Overall, man, he had some freaking speed. I was so sad to he see was, him get wrecked out. That he sucked. was top ten at the end of a stage. I mean, he yeah, was, he was good. He Guy was, was really driving good. quick. Guy was driving quick. Uh, you know, I think the thing is about the 91 team is they don't they. Uh, they don't necessarily have someone for every single race, and it would nope. be really cool to have it be international drivers and then Kurt Busch filling in when they don't have inter- – I don't think that's going to happen, but that would be – that's what I would like to have happen. I would warm yeah, my heart. I, I, I bet Justin Marks would want that to happen as well because then you do still have that guy that's in there and is like a barometer oh for God. how good your race team yeah. is for both Ross Chastain and, and, and Suarez. Oh. Who knows? Like it, it, Kurt, Kurt still competes at a high level. Um, even oh, yeah. you know, past concussion, I, I think he'll still be fine. And he competes at such a high level that he's the kind of guy you put in a car just to be like, is this ride competitive? Mm-hmm. Because he'll show you. He'll he'll finish up front if it's yeah. competitive. And know? like you said, so. he'll make it better. I mean, it would be yeah, it would be a sure. great get for a track house. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Project Ninety One, I think the coolest thing about it was post. Um, uh, Kimi Raikkonen's race because again it had a good race going until he got wrecked he weirdly got wrecked because uh, Ross Chastain overshot the bus stop turned the three car who then kind of came back across the track and and, and basically uh, uh, Kimi got kind of door slammed into the wall so it, he was <laughs> it was friendly fire from a teammate essentially that yeah. took him out 
Um, but but I think what's really interesting is like post that race, even though they, he wrecked, there were over twenty different drivers that apparently reached out to to Justin Marks about wanting to drive Bang. that car. That's what you want to see yeah. right there. Yeah, man, I think that with and we're gonna dip. I'm gonna dip my toes a little bit into a later segment because that's the theme of this episode. Uh, <laughs> I think toes. that with the questionable future of Daniel Ricardo. And him not necessarily having an F1 seat. I I really want to see him drive. And if he doesn't end up getting an F1 seat next year, I, I really want to see him drive one or two races for Trackhouse. I think that, yeah. that would make so much sense. It's Dana freaking uh, Ricardo. Come on. Yeah. Justin, well, he, I mean, one, he's a very marketable person. I think it's very easy to have sponsors that would want to sponsor him specifically, just like uh, Kimmy didn't have trouble getting a sponsor for his car. Yeah. Um, I think... You know, Justin Marks literally, when he was on Dale Jr. Download, mm-hmm. he mentioned Danny Rick's name twice yeah. when mentioning drivers that were inter- that that he was interested in getting in the car. And I yeah. have to think there's already been conversations. There like, have so. to have been. Daniel Ricardo, yeah. big NASCAR fan. Yeah, there have mm-hmm. to have been. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Um, cool. Speaking of of those those Project Ninety One races, uh, road courses. Uh, stick with me on this transition. Okay, uh, we're yeah, going here. to we're going Chicago racing next year. Yeah. Chicago road race. That rules. Right, right as oh right as uh, you leave Chicago, there, new guy. I know um, what incredible timing. And and unfortunately, it took away the Road America race from from, from you there, baby G. But you know, I think that's a good time. We we talked about maybe uh, not doing Daytona next year and doing maybe a race or two uh, somewhere else instead. I think the Chicago Road Race is an obvious candidate just to yeah. get back together. Definitely. Um, I don't. I, definitely. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be coming back for the Chicago Road Race. I, uh, uh, we could also do a West Coast race, you know, with us all being West Coast. Well, at least half of us, two of us. Yeah. Um, well, I think Phoenix, I think Phoenix is a lot of fun and being able to oh, do it, uh, you know, for the, for the final race of the season, if, if it stays in that spot. I'm I'm ready for the schedule. I'm so amped for what the schedule might bring. Like I I think we already probably know the majority of the changes that are going to happen, but I'm I'm excited to see if they're going to remove some of these kind of like weaker tracks like Texas from the schedule. Yeah. Um I think they're already oh, planning on what not having the All-Star be. race at Texas next year, so Thank that's, that's going to be good. Yep. Uh, yeah, we are I, at Texas in like a week by the way. <laughs> uh, God, kill me. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we are uh or rather, the uh, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, the Dank Chicago race. I I've been joking around. I'm really curious what they're going to do with these cars being so loud. I have joked around to like a lot of my friends here, you know, because my friends know me in Chicago as the like their only friend who likes NASCAR uh, <laughs> or who is yeah. like really into it. And so you know, it's been a common thing that people have been ringing up to me. And my standard response is that I don't think anyone in City Hall has ever been to a NASCAR race. I don't think anyone making <laughs> it would the shock me if they have. Been. Yeah, and they—they uh, they just they paid s- them enough. That's all. They simply do not comprehend how loud these things are. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, especially like, in the city oh, streets, like. Yeah, they're like, oh, it'll be like Lollapalooza, and it's like, oh, no, God. you have no idea. You have no idea. <laughs> They're going to like. They're going to have to put mufflers on these. Like, is that something that they do at road races? No, I mean the the, the good thing about road races is you you don't quite have the same speed and sound that you do at other races. Oh my god! And because it is such an open area, I feel like it may dissipate a little bit. Um, but like, I totally agree. It's gonna be very loud. And if you live anywhere in the like River North to to like downtown to like Lower Loop area, oh my god! Uh, well, you better rent out be your apartment if you don't like noise. <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. think people complain about the air and water show, just wait till there's a full week of this. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's a good point. People are gonna be and losing their minds. They're having yep. to shut down Grand Park for uh, two weeks to get it all set up as well. Like, mm-hmm. I don't get me wrong, I. I think this rules. I'm super here for this, especially because if it goes well, it sets up the possibility for maybe Formula E, maybe Formula mm-hmm. One to show up, stadium super trucks. Never going to happen, but for big old monster trucks doing jumps in my city. Would love that. <laughs> but, like, I you wish that they had done it with the stipulation that these cars need to have mufflers because, like, it's just – it like, it, it's harmful to health for it to be that loud. Uh I mean, you I think what? it'll be a lot of fun. I think I haven't. Have you done the iRacing course? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I well, I did way back when, like back before I I was traveling. Um, it's been that long since they first made this course. So, yeah. Um, it's that's another really cool thing about this is that it was it was tried virtually, right? It was tried virtually, and that's Incredible. how we decided Incredible. it's it's yeah. it's it's feasible, right? And it, and it works, and it's drivable, and it's wide enough, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, um, pretty sweet. Cool. Um, I know one thing that I wanted to cover, and uh, you know, some news on this this week is just that I feel like the NASCAR content, the 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 product is so good right now. The only thing that needs to catch up is the content to be able to get this in people's hands and show them how good this is. And I think the content has gotten so much better. And maybe I just feel that way because Fox isn't broadcasting and it's NBC now, um, because NBC is just so much better with their little breakdowns and and the you know they've been doing it for a number of years, but the radio style broadcast is just so much fun. Um, but uh, I really love they did this like this little uh, couple little episodes about like a blind NASCAR fan, and it was really it was both wholesome and just like a beautiful thing to watch, while also just super interesting. Like, like I never considered that just how, how interesting that, that would be to be someone that can't actually see the action, but feel it in many different ways. And I yeah. thought that was really sweet. Um, they've got the race for the championship stuff that um, just premiered last night, actually. I watched the first episode. Oh, I wasn't. Um, it's really good. It's really good. I, I actually thought, I think my biggest problem with how NASCAR has had this content in the past, just like Austin's life in the fast lane, is it's mostly a joke. Like, NASCAR is the butt of the joke, right? Like, like oh, only hillbillies and, you know, rednecks like the sport, and that's who we're playing to. It's like Fox's broadcast versus NBC's broadcast. Fox's broadcast is nothing but, like, jokes and, like, and like dumb videos and parodies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then NBC's broadcast is like, let's take you into the science of aerodynamics. And it's like, fuck yeah, that's what I want to see, you know? And that's not to, not to say Race for the Championship is like that. It's very much getting into... The family life and, and kind of what it is to be a race car driver that has a family um, and, and constantly on the road kind of thing. That's really good, but they don't dumb it down. They don't make it silly. It's first episode, very, very high ranks for me. So Nice. That's very good to hear. Yeah. I think, like, yeah, NASCAR just gets such a bad reputation that I think yeah. it's, at least these days, it. undeserved. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I'll say, and this is where the new news has come out, news today that nascar is investing in a in a large very very large space for them to build out their own media department um i think they want to cater a lot more to these kind of shows as well as you know having maybe their own drive to survive type of show which is this this is supposed to be a, a little bit of um i just think they know the only way for the sport to survive and and again because their product is so good right now is for them to just create the best media possible and again, I think they're they're starting to turn a page on how well they can do this. So, it's a, yeah. it's a cool investment. I wonder as well when they're. Oh wait, they're just now negotiating a new TV de- deal, or did they just yep. finish it? But- no, they're they're negotiating <laughs> it right now. That's a big reason why there's all this new I, money in the sport because like people are really think that the, the new TV deal is going to be huge, yeah. and that a lot of that money is going to go to the teams, which I'm I'm praying for all of that. I really hope that as part of this TV deal. They negotiate the ability for them to make their own self-hosted streaming because F1 TV did that. And like that was bad for the first one or two seasons, but it's like Mm. good now. It's really good. And uh, I think like at least for the success of NASCAR, the business and for the enjoyment of the fans, like having if they can do it well, having a first party uh, broadcast like if you can do it well, I think is ideal. I would really like to see NASCAR try that out. Yeah, there's a couple of things that like I I have no information. I'm not privy to like what actually goes into this TV deal. Wow. But there's definitely a couple of things that I I really hope that they get out of it. Which one of them you just mentioned about the streaming and like having their own like uh, content or, or like site in which you can go and watch the races or recaps or any of that kind of stuff coming from NASCAR itself. That's a big part of it. But also fuck determining start times because of the the tv schedules yeah dumb yeah. just dumb very dumb. just so dumb so yeah. like let's get rid of that Two, um allowing allowing again the the same thing but like allowing those broadcast networks to have such a pull in where we race and who we cover and the things that we hype up i don't like it it's like lobbying for for our for our media content i don't like it like yeah. give the spotlight to the right folks the people that are up there 
One thing I didn't like about Daytona this week was after all the giant wrecks, there was so many underfunded teams up there in the top 10, and they still only focused on the major teams. Yeah. Give them the exposure when they're up there. They deserve it. Truly. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, I'm noticing down here <coughs> that you have written that Craftman back as truck sponsor and all is right in the world. I do think this is an interesting difference between you and me, Brian, which is... Well, I grew up with Craftsman, so... And since I've been watching, Camping World Trucks is the dang... uh, Has been the sponsor the whole time, so it's going to feel dirty for it to not be Camping World Trucks. That's a ridiculous name. Camping World Trucks. Yeah. (laughs) I I actually... I don't hate Camping World, and I I really like what Marcus Limonis, I think, is the owner of Camping World, and he's been a great supporter of the sport. And I think he's made it clear because he, he does support SRX and he supports a lot of like grassroots racing um, that he's not disappearing from the sport. He's just not sponsoring the, the like overall series anymore. And so like I, that's the that, part I, I'm I think not that's concerned fine. about. I'm concerned about the title. OK, <laughs> <laughs> well, to me, in my head, I literally when I hear the word craftsman, all I can think of is trucks. I don't even think of the tools. I don't think I own a single craftsman really? product. They've not done a good job in okay. like attaching me I, I buy a lot of nascar sponsored stuff like when nascar has sponsors i and i see it in the store next to the other thing i go mm. for the nascar sponsor it's mm. the reason i buy tide detergent um <laughs> like it's i'm a hundred percent supporting of the sponsors that support nascar okay. i've always been um but like craftsmen for whatever reason i don't i don't act actively like support them i just think of them as these are craftsman trucks i don't know yeah. why just yeah. that was when i was a kid that's what they were so yeah Fair enough, fair enough. Um, um, speaking of that, that's kind of a silly season for sponsorship. Let's. I, I want to run down really quickly the kind of like craziness that has kind of happened in the silly season. Yeah, I know we've hinted do. at a bit of it. Please Kyle do. Busch, we still have no clue. We don't know where he's going. Um, there were rumors about uh, Stuart Haas, and now there's currently rumors about Colleague potentially about kind of moving into a driver-owner type of spot. I know he even referenced the fact that like KBM is on the line, like like where Kyle Busch Motorsports could fold into maybe a different thing. Um, people have talked about Junior Motorsports because Junior Motorsports wants to get into Cup. Like, what if they do a single Cup ride and then they're in Cup Xfinity and trucks with KBM? Like, there's just been so many rumors as to where he can go that I have zero clue what is true or what could happen. And I think I don't think he does either. I think he's got a lot of offers on the table, and every single one of them. Every day it changes. So, what is the timeline for those decisions oh. to be made in NASCAR? Because, like in other sports, you've got you know your free agency period. Mm-hmm. When when is the big time where people make a move in in NASCAR? Technically, whenever, but I would say that at least for a lot of the teams, they tend to make these decisions before the playoffs start, just because it's good to like kind of have a, a focus and know that that stuff is over right. before you get yourself into the playoffs. So I would say normally that's that's what's happening, um, and, and that's why we had a bunch of decisions come out in the last two weeks that I'll cover here in a second. Um, but honestly, like it happens any time. Carl Edwards retired like three weeks before the, the season started, and they had to scramble and get a new oh, driver. Yeah. Like that happens sometimes. So um, it happens all the time with NASCAR. There's no window. Why did Carl Edwards retire again? Um, you know, I would really love, he's, he's my number one. If I had to vote for a guest for Dale Jr. Download, he's my number one guest. He's my number one guest for us as well. Carl, okay. if you're listening, nice. um, come on, come. we've got, we've, we've got clouds as our sponsor. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty big deal. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, I honestly, I don't really know. Uh, a lot of people were saying, you know, his wife was like a neuroscientist, I think. And so they were thinking mm. like maybe he had a concussion or something. I mean, he was in a really bad wreck in his final race at, at uh, Homestead. Uh, and, and I feel like maybe that just became the thing he talked about it. And I mean, he almost won a championship and he retired that same year. It's, it's, it's wild, but honestly, like health has to be, I would imagine has to be the reason. So, yeah. 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 sucks. But speaking of health, Kurt Busch retiring, we talked a lot about where, what that could mean for 2311 racing and really what that means for the whole silly season. Who's coming up from Xfinity, who could replace them. I don't think it's worth really digging into that anymore. I wish Kurt to, I just want Kurt, Kurt to come back, honestly. So um, I'm kind of rooting against everything else that could potentially happen there. Um, you know, Redick may be moving over early. I mean, he could have a lame duck season here with RCR and it won't really matter. 
They want him at 23-11. They want to build like a, a long-term feature with him there. They signed Bubba Wallace to multiple years, so they want him there for the long term as well. Yeah, 23-11 set up with, with, with good young drivers. So, um, Almirola unretiring for two years. Um, and, and, you know, originally he gave the reason for retiring that he was uh, wanting to spend more time with his family. And then uh, basically he came back because Smithfield was apparently their majority sponsor for him. They were potentially going to roll back their sponsorship, if not completely leave, and they decided to re-sponsor. So when they did that, he did that. He decided mm. to add two more years and, and come back, Smithfield which I think comes is fine. Back, my boy doesn't care about family. Hell yeah. Yeah, doesn't give Gotta a shit. Got to get that bacon, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> nailed it. Um, uh, and then uh, Blaney, our, our, our Blaney. Now uh, that's my boy. Uh, yeah, he gets a... Multi-year extension. The other weird thing that's about uh, weird about NASCAR is like contracts aren't public; they're very private, so you don't know actually what a person makes or how long they're under contract for. It's really a year or two out that you start hearing, "Hey, their contract is up this year." But like when they get announced for how many years, they don't tell you; they just say multi-year deal. And I think a lot of that's because the contracts actually read something like, "We have the ability to terminate this." a year out or whatever. Yeah. So it might be a four-year deal for Bubba, but if he doesn't perform next year, they could get out after two or something. You know? Yeah. That would make so much sense, and I think that seeing the contract fuckery that has been going on in IndyCar and <laughs> F1, and F1, like, <laughs> a lot of that, I mean, like, the more information that you have out there... <sighs> the, the higher chance it could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, the thing is, if... if 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 everyone can keep their stuff secret, if no one is required to make everything public, then if you're the person that makes things public, any future negotiation that you have with another driver, if you make all of your driver agreements public, any future negotiation you have with another driver or with another team, you're at an information disadvantage. So, like, it totally makes sense to just give the vague answers to sort of placate and inform fans, uh, mm-hmm. but, but keep your cards close to the chest. You know, yeah, for, for I, I personally think it's because the owners control NASCAR. Like that's yeah. just, that's just how it's. Been. I mean, why. the owners do, but they're influenced heavily by the sponsors, obviously. Yeah. But like the owners control it, and the drivers just don't have really many rights when it comes to to NASCAR as a sport. Wow. As Can you imagine NBA, NASCAR NFL, drivers unionizing? That I, I they should. Once I mean, that happens, I, I'll start thinking that the country is going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah true i didn't even think about the reaction from the fans would be insane um but honestly like they should especially yeah. you look at some of the the injuries and i mean some of these some of these wrecks we didn't have this on there but some of these wrecks that people have had recently people are getting out of those cars and saying that's the hardest wreck of my career yeah there's been and a if lot you of look that at it yeah if you look at it the wrecks don't look bad they look fine i just think this car doesn't dissipate damage for or dissipate the the impact very well you just absorb most of it and so and and the the seat and the driver itself absorb a lot of it so i i think like they'll have to do something about that but honestly it's the drivers that are impacted and they have the least pull in the sport so we'll see yeah um lastly um just the 42 ride ty gibbs out um in the 42 car I uh, have no clue what's going to happen there. That's a that's a, a petty ride. Oh, wait, no. I'm sorry. Noah Gragson's going to dra- race that car next year. I totally forgot that that happened. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, Noah's moving up to cop. Um, hmm. So, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, um, that's it. Yeah, there was a lot going on. Uh, there are definitely things that we missed. But, uh, dang, it has been an exciting, uh, an exciting couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. Do you want to talk about Daytona? I do, I do. Uh, did y'all watch Xfinity? No. I saw a part of it. Didn't didn't quite catch all of it, but I saw a decent amount of the race. Gotcha. Yeah, they, they went late as well. They had rain before the race and, and were a night race, so they Classic. went super late. I think they finished. They the need to build a roof a. over Daytona International. Daytona. <laughs> I would love that. It would be, be quite awesome. the investment to <laughs> oh roof God. two and a half miles or whatever it is. Jeez, that would be unbelievable. That's okay. That they can they can make terrifying. it the Florida Stadium. The, like, the, wow. They could have the Olympics there. You know? yeah. um, <laughs> they could have uh, the whole yeah, Olympics so, there. Easy. Exactly. Um, so the Xfinity race was basically a wreck fest. I think they did a pretty good job up until the final stage, but definitely the last, like, 
a bunch of restarts the last 20 laps and then three overtimes, they could not finish a lap and get to the white flag. But eventually, Jeremy uh, uh, Clements uh, ends up getting out ahead. Uh, very, you know, underfunded team. A team that a top five at Daytona would have been considered a win. So winning was incredibly huge. And there were a lot of drivers. Ryan Vargas, I think, had his career best finish. I think there, there were career best finishes for like three or four drivers um, in that top ten that just never get that opportunity. I, I remember seeing Jesse Awuji, who, you know, has gotten a ton of shit. Um, he was even top 10 at one point. I don't know where he ended up finishing, but I, I bet he maybe even had a career day too. But basically, you know, everyone that was good wrecked out. And then we saw the same thing the next day. The sad part about all of this, though, is that Jeremy, even after winning, they tore down his engine post-race. Like, they took it back to the NASCAR R&D and tore it down. And there was an intake uh, manifold, I believe, that was modified. Mm. Um, and so they p P1 or whatever penalized him, um, you know, tons and tons of points, uh, took away basically, they didn't take away the win, he still gets the win because this happened post, post-race, post like during teardown, not like post-race in the immediate inspection, um, so they just took away playoff points and the ability for him to make the playoffs off that win. Um, now he did, he did this week uh, uh, file an appeal, I hope he gets it, just because I like to see underfunded teams make the playoffs, I think that's cool, that's the, what the system should be happening. Um, but I doubt NASCAR overturns it, so. Fuck you, NASCAR, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what I'm, that's cool. exactly what I'm saying, so. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, Daytona race rained out Saturday, raced Sunday early morning. For me, it was 7 a.m., wow. and they started on the dime, too. Yeah, like, it was right on I remember, 9 a.m. Central here. <laughs> yeah, I got it, like, 7.05, and they were already racing, and I was like, what the fuck? I literally thought they were going to jerk around for a while. Um, yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, the race, I think, was good up to a point, and then it just got crazy and stupid and shitty. Uh, the, Classic. the non-call of a caution as it was downpouring in turns one and two was ridiculous. Um, I thought it was interesting that some drivers were saying, like, clearly it was raining the last lap and then some drivers were like no it was dry the last lap and that's then, yeah know, that's so much bullshit because they, they're showing in-car dash cams and it's like these cars are soaked the lap before on the windshields and yeah then they bring uh, the svp well, of I, competition on for an interview and he's like we didn't see any rain on you know that turn the previous lap and it's like you were just showing us videos of the cars driving through rain like come on they want yeah. <laughs> yeah, My, they, they, they had some shots from like up in the you know stands like where we were sitting you know way up top yep and the guy holding the phone is like it's raining oh i saw that on it's reddit raining. yeah <laughs> throw the caution so yeah. funny yeah he's like stop the They're race but like yeah. my biggest thing is like why isn't there an official in the middle of the corner you know like like just just above the turn in the middle of the corner has a nice comfy chair and an umbrella why isn't there an official there it's like wow it's not what? that hard <laughs> This is a big ass track. Like, why isn't he? Why isn't someone there to know if know. that corner Maybe. is raining? There should be. There should be. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I think NASCAR doesn't care. Yeah, I. Well, I mean, they like chaos, and they got it. Yeah. And they got a win and in scenario, which I know they love. Yeah. And uh, you know, I I think like I props to NASCAR though because after the rain. They just as easily could have thrown it and been like, yeah, yeah, we're not going to be able to try it. But they kept working. They worked for a number of hours. They made Austin sit there in, in agony. As, uh, you know, he probably knew eventually we're going to have to go green again. And honestly, that was an advantage to starting the, the race so early. I mean, it sucks for the fans that were there, but at least for those that were like, this is a playoff deciding race and like we need to finish this thing. I mean, I, I wanted to go green just because I didn't want Blaney to miss the playoffs. I mean, I wanted Blaney yeah. and Truex in the playoffs, but, uh, you know, I'll take just Blaney. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, thinking of the fans, it had to be one of the absolute worst weekends of racing in a long oh. time. I mean, the, oh, the Saturday race didn't end until, like, what, one thirty in the morning? The, or, the <laughs> sorry, Friday, the Xfinity. It was, like, one thirty yeah. in the morning on the East Coast, and then you turn around the next yep. day, it's rained out. Got to come back yeah. Sunday at, you know, 10 a.m. is when they're dropping the green flag. It's, like, what a nightmare mm-hmm. to to be there at all the you, track. All you sports fans out there, don't go to Daytona in July. It yeah. sucks. It's just a bad decision. It yeah, sucks. Going to Florida during the late summer is one of the dumbest decisions you can make in your life. It's like Truly. going to New York for, for uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, just dumb. 
Just don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Hey, and if you're considering moving to Florida and like buying a house in your in your thirties, like don't. It's gonna get really hot. That's also unrelated <laughs> yeah, that's, advice. And, and well, it is underwater. related. Not NASCAR <laughs> specific, but that's just yeah. advice from my heart. Don't do it. From, it's so dumb. From the from the clouds, I think. I yeah, think the clouds gave us that. The one. clouds. Thank you, clouds. Uh, big ups, clouds. <laughs> big ups. Uh, cool. Uh, overall, though, I thought uh, you know. I'm just glad Blaney made it in. Um, you know, I thought I did think that that uh, that interview with the official was kind of dumb. It reminded me of the All Star Race stuff, like the the stuff afterwards where they're like, "We thought he had his widow net latch." It's like you lose more credibility by coming on here and saying something <laughs> yeah. so stupid. Like, yeah, <laughs> just admit your truly, mistake. We truly. would we would be okay with it. <sighs> Ugh. I know. I really would. I wonder if they're like. I wonder why they don't admit the mistakes because it's like so obvious to everyone. I wonder if they're like worried about legal troubles or they're more so just like sort of scared and use ooh, but legal troubles as an excuse. Like, just be the like, thing is, yeah, we should no make a mistake and again. They're a private company. Like, yeah. they can do whatever they want. This is entertainment. If they wanted to have the winner be decided by a wrestling match in the middle of the infield. They could do that. That's their choice. Oh, you, just, you just took my rapid fire question. Rapid... Damn it. Oh my God. I was making the same fucking joke. Oh, you piece of shit. Why? Oh, nice. I will say the one thing I really liked about the coverage of the Daytona race was when the cars were kind of spinning and back and going backwards, they were showing that cable that drops and drops the flap oh, down to keep the downforce. So cool. And, like, we all texted, we had a group chat going, and immediately it was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, just well, like just you said, the their content yeah. highlighting these technologies and things that are really at the forefront of, of racing. And, and putting that on TV for people to see was pretty awesome. I, I love, because they both showed it. They showed it with their, like, their graphic that was all computer animated and everything. And they showed, oh, this cord will get pulled and this thing's going to drop. Yeah, and, and then I you can actually my see head it going, on the car. Like, yeah, on a replay, I, yeah. Head, I immediately was like, that's bullshit. That's not going to work. And then they showed it. They showed a car as the back end picked up. You saw that thing drop. You saw the, the roof flat go up, and you saw that little panel drop, and the car went right back down, slammed back to earth. And I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. That's so dope. Hmm. I love yeah. a good, good job, simple, NBC. an elegant engineering solution. Love it. Yeah. I'm yeah. Just it. attach a cable to it. That's that's I'm most engineering it. solutions, I think. Is Just attach a cable things. to it? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, any any other last things about Daytona? Um, man, those cars drive fast. They really do. They really do. I know there was uh, a lot of talk, and this is not, not a rapid-fire question. I just want to discuss it real quick, is a lot of people were talking about how much they hated this playoff format. And I think it was only because they were mad that either Truex or Blaney wasn't going to make it. But I, I, if you take that out of it and take out of the fact that like it was Blaney, that was a part of that. And let's say it was the two worst drivers, Joey Logano and Austin Dillon, that were possibly going to lose their chance at the playoff and just consider it that way. Do you like or hate this format of win and end? Well, so I think the trouble with this question is that I would like this format even more with the scenario that you gave. For sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I'm saying, though. Is like in case you, in case you, know, you don't like the scenario that happened. I don't think that. I think you know. I think the thing is, like people complain about constructor cha- constructor championship or like the, the 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 world championship in Formula One, and like you know, only the top ten get points. You get fastest lap, you get one point. Oh my god, it's gonna ruin everything. Like, and then there are issues with NASCAR as well. Like I. I don't think that any point system is necessarily like every single point system has issues with it. I'm yeah. not saying like every point system is equally good. Uh, and the fact that everyone has issues means that all of them are okay. But like, I think what matters is whether or not it provides a, a gripping and exciting and interesting product. And I was at the arcade tournament, like my team was talking about important stuff as we were about to get knocked out, <laughs> and I like didn't want to put my phone away. Yeah, yeah uh, because yeah. I wanted to watch and see what was going to happen. I kept checking in for like five hours of rain delay because I wanted to see what would happen. I mean, we've been talking a consistent theme through this 
season in this podcast has been, are there going to be 16 winners? Because that would be unbelievable. That would be so freaking cool. So honestly, now that I talk through it, I dig this format. I think the playoffs, I think it is really stupid and contrived and awesome and uh, exciting. Yeah, I like it. I just it's not perfect, but I don't think you're ever gonna get a points based system in any sport that's perfect. Like the winning in is great yeah. because you've gotta incentivize winning, not just being, you know, middle of the pack, mediocre and pointing your way in. If you know, sixteen other guys beat you, sixteen other guys beat you if as the current format, but I think to an extent like it's gotta be, you know, you have a win but you need to be above X. Like you can't be like the 38th guy and you backed your way into some crazy win because you know 20 that's, 25 other cars crashed out and it's you 30. snuck through or whatever it's 30 yeah 30 okay. but there's I, only 36 cars it's not hard to be yeah i'd maybe 30. like to see them bump that to like 24 or something just yeah if, if someone's so far down in the standing and you happen to sneak to a win like by some crazy strategy or fluke or whatever I don't know that you deserve it over someone like who's way up there in the standings, but just, you know, took second and third a whole bunch of times. Yeah. Here's, here's my, what I would tweak here. Cause I, I agree that I actually love it. I think it's great. I don't remember caring about the, what the, the 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th races of the season this much, or, or, you know, the 21st through 26th races this much ever. Like they, they matter. Every race fucking matters because a guy can just put himself himself in, which is so crazy so awesome but i think the one thing that i would tweak is how you break the tiebreaker when there are this many winners i don't Mm. think it should be so much win and in i think what you should do is allow people to earn playoff points throughout the year five points for a win is great one for 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 being able to uh, win a stage is fine i think one for fastest lap of the race one for qualifying on the pole and then let the playoff points be the deciding factor on whether you're in or not so still, yeah, top 25 or top 30, whatever you want to do, you have to be you have to be up there enough. And then you're still awarding those points because like the other thing about Blaney and Truex is they they got a, they were going to get a good number of playoff points by just being, you know, having a high position in in the standings regardless of the fact that they didn't win a race. But allow a guy that won a bunch of stages to to possibly outweigh the guy that just got lucky and won one race right like like he did better on the year the playoff points show it yeah and so allow that to be the tiebreaker and then just cut it at 16 i think that works oh yeah for cutting it at 16 yeah yeah Um. yeah yeah i'm not saying like you win and you're still in i know we talked about that kind of formatting i i kind of thought of this idea during the daytona race and i was like i like this a lot better um just as just as a way again because like sometimes winning the race itself is just such a hard thing but winning stages, qualifying on the pole, like those are those are victories in and of themselves too. That so. actually is a really cool idea. That like the first metric that determines whether or not you get in is whether or not you've won. The second is how many stages you've won, and then the third is like your overall playoff points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be an interesting like idea as well because then these stage wins become even more important. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, little tweaks. Um, I'm curious to see where it goes, but honestly, NASCAR has to be so happy with the product right now that they're probably not going to change shit. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, cool. Uh, let's talk about Darlington. First race of the playoffs, uh, for the cup folks this weekend. First race of the playoffs for, oh no, it's not playoffs yet for Xfinity. This is the one thing that really screws me up is because like, they, truck has been in the playoffs for like a month. Uh, the cup is starting. Come on. Yeah, (laughs) it makes no sense to me, (laughs) but all right. Um, let's talk about, uh, what are the start times? Uh, 3 p.m. on Saturday for Xfinity and 6 p.m. on Sunday for Cup. Nice cool. We're going to start giving these on Pacific time, uh, just to screw up. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Once you're in Seattle. Um, yeah. cool. Uh, laps per stage, baby G? Uh, 70 for the first stage, 115 gets us through the second stage, um, 116 for the third, so... Um, nice. pretty evenly split. Um, obviously the first stage is always a little shorter, but the second basically 50, 50, 115, 116. Yeah. I like it. I dig it. Um, uh, who have we had previously win here? New guy. I think that fans should be allowed to vote to move laps from one stage to another. <laughs> and that's also one. <laughs> to a straw poll. Yeah. 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 Um, Harvick has <laughs> won four times, uh, Hamlin and both Bush brothers, uh, have won three. 
Brad Kozlowski and Joey Logano. That is his middle name. It's just a bar yeah, I think. Uh, has won twice, and Eric Almarola has won once. And Joey, Joey is the one that won here earlier in the year when he booted Byron out of the way. Mm. Remember, he, he felt slighted and just slammed into him. Mm. Um, cool. Uh, let's uh, let's make some picks. I, I, I like the picks. We're bringing picks back. Let's just make a single pick. You can pick anyone, and we'll just uh, we'll start with new guy. Um, I think that Kurt Busch is going to hop into the car partway through the race and win it. Uh, but if it's not that, then I'm going to say, yikes, yikes, yikes. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm going to go wild here. I'm going to say Bubba. Mm-hmm. He's wanting it. Cargo fast. Drive left, baby. Yeah. And that's Got that reasoning. nice root insurance scheme this week. Yeah. Cool. Uh, baby G, who you got? I think I'm going to take Kyle Busch this week. Um, he won this race back in 08 um, at Darlington, so I think he's going to he's gonna get it done this week. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad choice at all. Yeah, a little um, shorter track. Um, you know, you can be aggressive when he needs to, so... Yeah, this is such a good track, by the way. I fucking love Darlington. So much fun to watch. Always very interesting. Really tough driver track. You normally get one of the two. It's either a tough driver track or it's entertaining, and this happens to be both. So my pick uh, is the most obvious one on the planet. It's Chase Elliott. He's going to win the first race of the playoffs, uh, just like he has been all season uh, pretty dominantly. I think Hendrick Hendrick was dominant in the spring. Um, Joey just happened to boot (laughs) Byron out of the way for the win. So, Well... You're going to look pretty dumb when uh, Bubba Wallace. When Bubba seeing, starts the race yeah. and then Kurt Busch jumps in the car and wins. Exactly. <laughs> Nailed it. Thank you, Clouds. Uh, all right. Uh, so anything else about the racing action we can expect this weekend? No. Great. <laughs> Good job. Good no, job, everyone. Nope. Uh-uh. Um, for effort. Yeah, we did it. Uh, should Let's we talk, talk about F1, F1 a little bit? Just a yeah. smidge here. Just a smidge here. Because it's been a nuts, nuts, silly season. You know, there's mm-hmm. drama that happened in IndyCar. Um, but we're not talking about that. Like we just said, we're talking about F1. Uh, so there was all kinds of drama about Piastri and whether or not. So Piastri is Australian driver who won Formula 2 championship. And he's been uh, a, like, youth driver a development driver with alpine uh for a few years now and apparently they screwed up around the wording in his contract and the assumption that he would be driving for them they announced that he was going to drive for them and uh then mclaren ding dang came along and was like actually no he's gonna be driving for us piastri also tweeted an hour after alpine tweeted that he was going to be driving for them. Uh, Piastri tweeted that Alpine had made an announcement and he's nine, signed no contract and will not be driving for them. Uh, I mean, all kinds of incredible drama. Uh, but the F1 contract review board, I believe today, announced uh, that Piastri will <coughs> be driving, or that, that the McLaren contract is the only valid one and Piastri will be driving for McLaren. Yep, wild. They did. Just wild. Uh, I think if I was, uh, what I read correctly, too, was that Alpine essentially had an out in their contract in which he was allowed to sign with someone else. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and that's that's the mistake, essentially, that they had. Um, mm. So, you know, had he not, he would have driven for them, but he did. So. Mm-mm-mm. Hilarious. Amazing stuff. Uh, and then to make Alpine's life even worse... Uh, Fernando Alonso announced that he was going to be going to Aston Martin, uh, filling the spot left by Sebastian Vettel, who is going to be retiring at the end of this year to focus on family and I guess maybe trying to make the world better or something. Maybe he'll just end up going to NASCAR. I don't know. A guy can <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Vettel in the 42. You heard it here first. I love it. Uh, there are So there's an open spot with Alpine now. Uh, there are rumors that Pierre Gasly, uh, currently a Toro Rosso driver, which is basically Red Bull's second team, uh, there's rumors that he might be going to Alpine. I personally think that... Uh, so, Ricardo is leaving McLaren, and 
freaking Piastri is taking his seat. Ricardo used to drive for the team formerly known that, uh, as Alpine Renault became. that Alpine yeah. became. Yeah. Uh, and I think I, I I would not be surprised if Ricardo go, went back there. Uh, that's my favorite potential storyline. Yeah, um, same. Well, and it's equally competitive, if not maybe trending in the right direction more than McLaren ride, which would yeah. be awesome. Yeah. And, like, it kind of just sucks for Ricardo that he left Red Bull because yeah. they brought on Max Verstappen and we're paying more attention to him as, like, the hot young driver. And then Ricardo goes over to McLaren and then they start paying more attention to uh, Lando Norris because he's the hot young driver. Like, yeah. Danny, you can't escape it. Danny can't get away from it and he's getting old. Yep. Yeah. So. I, I relate, brother. Ooh. I think I think what sucks for Danny the most is that he's probably labeled as as damaged goods right now. I think the best thing that has happened since he's been announced that he's not going to be returning to McLaren is how many drivers have stood up and said, "Y'all don't understand how talented this guy is." McLaren yeah. fucked this up, you know. Yeah. So like it's it's not his fault, but yeah, and uh, and he went from Red Bull to was it Renault that he went to? Yeah, he went and to then Renault. he went to that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I mean he made a couple missteps himself. So boy oh boy did he. Yeah. Yeah, I mean but, like uh, the thing is I I really think that I think that Renault I think that he thought that Renault was going to be way better than they ended up being. And then he yeah. thought McLaren was going to be way better, but like neither of the cars were that good. Neither of them worked great for his driving style. And like the late braking he was able to do in that Red Bull, like no one else could late break like he was able to. Like it was, it was incredible. Uh, he's got the dang talent. I wonder if he doesn't have the mindset to uh, bring it out again, or if the cars aren't able to bring it out of him. But like, I don't know. It'd be really cool to see him uh, succeed once again, uh, or it'd be really cool to see him come drive in the '91 car. Yeah. yeah. Have fun. How about uh, D- Danny Rick to Mercedes, <coughs> Russell to Alpine? Whoa. And, uh, yeah, that's what I want to Mercedes see. had a third car. Put Danny in it. <laughs> I love it. Wow. Um, All right. Yeah, anything else around any other series? Yeah, I got I one to call so, out. But... Uh, oh. Please. Super late models. Um, Slinger Speedway this Sunday is their championship uh, 100-lap feature, so I think I'm going to be heading out there Sunday. I might be going oh, with my dad. Yeah. Not sure if he's going to join yet, but if he doesn't want to go, I'll probably be uh, flying solo, so... Got uh, six different divisions racing on Sunday, plus fireworks and the championship for the season. So I think it's going to be a pretty fun night at the track here for uh, Labor Day weekend. That sounds sounds awesome. awesome. I really wish I didn't have plans on Sunday. Yeah, I gotta I gotta look up Portland International and see see what they uh, what they get up to uh, besides a a single Xfinity race during the year and see see if they're doing anything before the end of the year. Yeah, I know Arca was at Milwaukee Mile. I believe it was last week. I didn't I didn't catch any of the Mm -hmm. race. I I had plans all weekend. I wasn't able to go or catch it on TV, but I know that just happened as well here locally where I'm at. Yeah, cool. Mm. Cool, cool. Well, shout outs. uh, Yeah, great. Great shout out, baby G. Uh, dang, that sounds fun. I got a cookout I'm going to though. Yeah, just call, so. just text my dad. He's in. So, shit, father son mm. at the track. Let's do it. Woo! Hell yeah, love, love it. it. Live love reporting it. from Slinger Speedway. Nice. All right. Uh, um, I think that brings us to baby G's favorite segment. Baby G, do you want to take us into it? Favorite segments. I'm at a loss here. Are we talking about a oh, uh, new guy uh, reads the standings, potentially? Hey. That's All it. Right. Let's Boom. do it. Let's Boom. do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on the hot seat. Right. I delivered. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've got Chase Elliott in first place with 40 points, followed by Joey Logano. And uh, we're talking about playoff points here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey Logano in second place with 25 points. Ross Chastain with 20 in third, followed by Kyle Larson, then William Byron, uh, Denny Hamlin, and then Ryan Blaney in seventh place with 2,013 points. Uh, Tyler Reddick in eighth place. Interesting, fun fact, he's in the eight car and he's in eighth place. Conspiracy, I think so. Kevin Harvick is in ninth place with also 2012 or 2012 points. Uh, Christopher Bell in 10th place, then Kyle Busch, Chase Briscoe, Daniel Suarez in 13th place, Austin Sendrick, Alex Bowman, and Austin Blah, Dylan 
rounding it off in 16th place with five points. All right, well, round of 16 set and ready to go. Remember, winners, you win, and you're in the playoffs right now. And then, you know, part of the 16, you're into the round of 12 immediately. Um, for everyone else, Suarez, Sindrick, Bowman, and Dylan currently out. Mm. If it were to end today, which it won't, we got three races to go. Wow. So, uh, this is a fun fact and also a sad fact. Martin Truex Jr. has the most stage wins of anyone. Yep. And he's yeah. not in the dang playoff. The only other person with a stage win who's not in the playoffs, other than Kurt Busch, who's not in because Bubba. he's keeping himself safe. Yeah, Bubba. Yep. Wild. Martin, yeah. again, it sucks use, them playoff, use those playoff points to, to separate them. I feel like that would work so well. But, yeah, I'm here with yeah. you. I'm with you, Burrow. It's a, it sucks, too, just one last thing. It sucks, too, because this is probably Truex's second to last season. So, um, you know, I hope he makes it back to the playoffs next year. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the Big One podcast. Follow us at Podcast Big One on Twitter. Send us emails at podcastbigone at gmail.com. I've been B-Boy. I'm new guy. This is Baby G. Woo! Bye. Well done. We're back. We're back, and, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.